you saying hello to me? I am saying hello to you. <laughs> like we haven't been hello, sitting. Hello, my wife. <laughs> like we haven't been sitting here the whole time. You know what it reminds me of? I've been since I um, binged Frasier, like since Thanksgiving. I binged it till January. The, I noticed when you watch it every episode in a row like that, you notice just how often Niall says hello, Daphne. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's very, it's very cute. It, it's very interesting, but I think it was a choice. Anywho, hi, hi, hi. We have been talking a good four hours already, so that's, that's why you're confused as to why I'm saying hello to you. <laughs> <laughs> but our five now, I think we're up to five fans. Yeah, we have five fans or something. I think so. <laughs> they they need a little bit of an introduction, so we're just saying hello. And then you say it back. So I'm going to try again. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wie geht's? Gut, und dir? Ah, come see, come see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today, we're just going to continue our, our series here of us. We have breakfast. It's a little bit of work that we do. And then we meet at this lovely dinner table, but it's our, what it's not red table talk. It's, um, what is that? What'd you say? <laughs> what is that? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. I'm just, I have to compose myself. Uh, red table talk is a show on yes. Facebook that Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes. Who, oh, I know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, yes. I, I and I, and I, and I like that show a yeah. lot. See, I got real defensive real fast. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> this happens a lot, though, with us, doesn't it? All the time. All the time. Where you <laughs> don't necessarily know what I'm referring to. I don't know the names of things or people. <laughs> so can we talk about this? We don't have any scripts or any even agendas. But when we do this, we just sort of talk. But we're having so much fun doing it. Can we? Speaking of you not knowing necessarily every person... Yes. Can you talk about your encounters with Justin Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was at a, a um, kind of juice bar in in LA, and I was um, where I went to a lot, and uh, picked up some juice. And there was this guy in front of me, and he was real friendly. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, even to me, he was like, hey, kind of like, he was like, just interacting a little bit with everybody. And I was like, what's up with this guy? <laughs> I love it. I don't know. He seemed just in a really good mood. Yeah. And then uh, it felt like something was like weird in the room. There was like some atmosphere in the room. Like I just felt it and it was just odd kind of. And I looked at him a little bit, you know how you're not supposed to look at people probably, but I did because I tried to figure it out. And I don't know, I was like, he had a lot of tattoos and stuff. Had a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the person at the and the counter who gave out the shoes said, Justin? And I was like, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's Justin. <laughs> maybe. Bieber. So I m- memorized his tattoos and then I looked him up. Then I got home. And I looked them up online, and I looked up the tattoos, and I was like, yeah, okay. That, that was, was Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. And then you saw him again, and he wasn't as much of a good mood. Yeah. But it was the same place he saw. It was the same We won't place. say where. It's just because he yeah. probably wants that privacy. Um, that, and I love that, because you came... You, it was when we lived in West Hollywood the first time, and you came back to the uh, apartment, 
And you're like, I, th- I, th- I think I met... Well, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I looked him up, and then when we left the house afterwards, I told you, I think I might have seen... <laughs> we were in the car. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I think, think I might have seen Justin Bieber. But what I love about it... I love so many things about this story, <laughs> by the way. But one of the things I love about it is that I just know you so well, and you're just... Like, first of all, the fact that you just didn't know for sure that that was Justin Bieber, even though he's one of the most famous people in the world. And, that, and I love that, you know, yeah. like, that's very um, comforting to me. The second thing is, you were just like, okay, cool. Like, I, 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 mystery solved. Yes. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It was just sort of like, cool. And, and I think, like, since you're a composer and, like, I just think you're going to be in situations where you're going to be around famous people working and all you'll care about is the the craft that you're working on mm-hmm. and that's just so very, it's just so wonderful it's just a wonderful thing i find it also hard you know from seeing pictures online to actually recognize a face but i mean most of the time with celebrities i really don't know their face well enough but just in general yeah. like yeah it's like uh it's like yeah me i don't know i guess it's I'm not gonna, even if I've seen, seen you a couple of times, probably won't know yeah. you. <laughs> you walked past me the first few times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah so that, that just kind of is, uh, if, if I want to describe to people how you are and why I adore you and love you, mm-hmm. I'll tell the Justin Bieber story. <laughs> that is, that is why one, you love me. <laughs> no, it's just one great example. Yeah. It's just one great example. Also, isn't his last name German? Bieber. Means beaver. It means beaver. Yes. Justin Beaver. Yes. Which is what I call but him I think anyway. It's, I, think, I think it's uh, it's probably um, written differently, but I do know p- people in Germany who have yeah. the name Bieber. So my mom calls Justin Bieber Justin Beaver just because she calls everybody the wrong name. Hi, Mom. I'm it. sure you're listening. Because it's she she won't deny that like she calls, and then she combines names so it's like Reese Aniston. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Things like that, and if she if she gets it, but like Justin Bieber, it's just easier to say. So she's gonna that's his name. Yeah. you know Justin Bieber. Uh, that's not how she sounds, but that's what she says. <laughs> so he's German, and also like, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. So I'm so impressed with Sandra Bullock speaking German and with Ingo Rademacher. How do you say his name correctly? <laughs> Ingo Rademacher. Say it one more time. Ingo Rademacher. Ingo Rademacher. It's very good. Okay. So he's Jax on, on ABC's General Hospital. And uh, he is grew up in Australia, but he is he speaks German. And he lives in Hawaii, in LA. Anyway, so he and Sandra Bullock speak German. And when when I told you about Sandra Bullock, you did not, in my opinion, c- celebrate that the way that I think you should have. Okay. So what is that all about? <laughs> um, what, uh, I guess... Okay, well, that's... I mean... Celebrated because she speaks German? Yes, exactly. Um, I guess it's not a lot of people speak German, so... Oh, do they? In Germany? Yeah, where you grew up and you're surrounded by. Lots but, of other people. But, 
Sandra Bullock, America's sweetheart. Yeah. Who never, only once in a blue moon speaks German on on film. We did not know that she could speak German. And then once we found out, not only could she speak German, but very well. How do you know? (laughs) I can tell when someone can speak German very well. Okay. So she speaks German, and then she goes and she gets this award in Germany. She she responds in German. I just think it's very, um, it goes back to you saying, you know. What yes. I like, though, is that the city she came from is close to where I grew up. And where is that? So, as far as I know, it's Nuremberg. So, she grew up in Nuremberg? Yeah. That's insane. I did not know that. Yeah. She, do we know her story? Not at all. So, she grew up in Nuremberg. She comes to America. She takes America by storm. But um, I'm not sure if she grew up there or just lived there for a few years because she doesn't have like a typical German accent, you know. What's her accent like? Like it's she's American, American? Yes. like oh my god. <laughs> but in as German. far as I heard it, I think it's as far as I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not typical. So I, mean, I wouldn't say it's like a typical immigrant story. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Let's say. But I don't know. Let's say Justin Bieber and Sandra Bullock <laughs> were sitting in our living room right now. Yes. Would you recognize them? Do you think? At this point, I might recognize Justin Bieber. <laughs> but you may not recognize Sandra Bullock if she came over if I was like working on a project? Possibly. That's amazing. Um, possibly I would. It maybe depends on what hair she has. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, I, I and I also want to say that I'm not face blind, but I still... I still You're um, not face blind. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you still... It's, it's a celebrity part It, it still it. takes me many, many... Um, it, t- it takes me a while to get used to a face, I guess. And yeah, if you've seen somebody on TV and in real life, it's almost like in in real life it has more of a 3D aspect to it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. But, but somehow you know so much about ALF. <laughs> hey. <laughs> somehow ALF made it through to the German... Yeah, ALF was on like every day when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> When we just had three channels mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, TV, then mm-hmm. it was always Elf. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> okay, and so there, have there been people that I have talked about? I guess I can't think of offhand, but that maybe you've been around that you didn't even know that they were. Probably were you around some celebrities? Yes. When I was there. Yes. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> like would come to the office or something. Yeah. No, okay. I would not get it. Probably. Okay. What do you think about celebrity? Like, do you, is, you know, we're talking about this and it's funny, but like, do you have opinions about celebrity? Yeah, like what, I mean, I know you do. So like, what, what is it like if, if the Bieber, let's just keep using Bieber. Okay. Celebrities are people. That's correct. They are. That's kind of my viewpoint. That's my viewpoint <laughs> as well. I think that's why I get along with some people who are celebrities. I don't get yeah. along with, because I, um, you really do. I think it's fascinating more than anything. It's else. you're one of those people who doesn't get nervous around celebrities. Not at all. And has completely normal conversations with them, which is really nice. <laughs> you know who I do get nervous around? Who? And I don't anymore. But I used to get nervous around general hospital people. Mm-hmm. But I don't anymore. But it, it if if I can be in a room with Madonna. And feel like, or more like I've never been in a room with Madonna, but I have been in a room with Janet Jackson more than once. And I'm never nervous around her, even though she's one of like my childhood idol in that, in that lane. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I just, 
don't find it. I actually get calmer around people who have a lot going on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what that is? Maybe. What's that? I mean, you've been on tour with artists That's and stuff. That's right. So yeah. it almost maybe you get, get into this mode of understanding what they might need kind of yes you adapt to that situation because absolutely especially if you're like if everybody around is freaking out around them right everybody's like oh but you don't want to be that you want to give them what they need in the moment you're so right about that like i get very um it's the same thing that makes me start producing situations that i'm actually speaking at so like i'll go into a situation and it's like an event and I'm supposed to speak there, but I see something is like, I just see, oh, like they're walkie. They're not hearing their, they're not hearing a certain command on their walkie. I, I should tell them. Yeah. And it's very in, intrusive of me. <laughs> no, but you're always trying to um, like manage, not manage, but like you're trying to be the, this helpful person. Yeah. I am, I am a catch. I'll say it <laughs> one more time. I mean, <laughs> if you listen to only this podcast, we're both very good people. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but you're right about the celebrity thing. Like I, 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 with artists that I toured with, you couldn't afford, first of all, just to be weird around them because that's your job. And most people weren't. I mean, I, I, I was around all kinds of people who were even guests of the artists I was working on, and it just naturally, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. You know, yeah. that's cool. Or if I like that person's music, like I remember when. I was touring with um, Tony Braxton Mm -hmm. in like 2013 or 2014. And Babyface um, did a couple of shows. Like, I think he did three shows. He did LA Mm -hmm. and then a couple on the road. And the first time that was going to be a thing where he comes out and surprises the audience because they have such a long history together. Nice. He, like, where I was standing, he had to stand next to me and I had to give him part of the queue to go out yeah so i just remember being in la um and he comes and stands next to me and i've already been working with tony who has already been like you know someone who was in my life since i was a, a teenager and there's baby face and i was just like i think what i felt in that moment wasn't like oh my god it's baby face i felt like i'm so proud that i got myself in the situation where I am a value to someone doing, like, someone like Babyface. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the feeling I got. It's like, um, almost, you look at it from a professional standpoint. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Speaking of, um, I tweeted something this week mm-hmm. about FOMO. FOMO. So we'll talk about that a little bit, because I, I, I know that that was a topic that we both started talking about. FOMO stands for... Fear of missing out, for anybody who didn't know. What are your thoughts on FOMO or, or the tweet that I put out there? Because you did comment on it when I did it. I did comment that it was a val- very well-written tweet. <laughs> In true Anna form. <laughs> you know, your tweet was very well-written. <laughs> um, because... And I mean, it's not not only the quality and what it was written, but just the content of it of of the idea that, yeah. First of all, it's true that you don't have FOMO, which is a good observation. And then the second thing is that it actually helps you mm-hmm. not having FOMO, mm-hmm. and uh, that is such an advantage. And I guess maybe lots of people think that you get the advantage by chasing as much 
or as many moments where so you don't feel the FOMO. Yeah. But just not participating in FOMO could actually be Yes. So the tweet, in case you're hearing this and you don't know what the tweet said, it was something like, I'm not going to read it because I don't have it in front of me, but it was like, I think one of the things that has made me successful is the fact that I don't uh, experience FOMO. And so I observe people experiencing FOMO and doing everything they can to react to that, to soothe that feeling. And for me, it's like uh, water off a duck's back. Which and, I had never heard of. Well, some people wrote me and they're like, that's yeah. such a Southern term. And I'm like, yeah, I grew up in Texas, so, yeah. <laughs> but they think I'm in LA. So, yeah. um, so, for, so I think that that's just very helpful and then also makes me a good investor because there's so much FOMO in investing. It's just ridiculous. But going back to the original idea of just anyone, I think it's, it's kind of similar to if you've read my book or heard me say that forgiveness, forgiveness is a productivity hack. It's in that same family, I think. Like, uh, obviously, I have to do better <laughs> at forgiveness, and, and I talk about that. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a muscle that you work constantly. But FOMO to me, um, there, there, are, I think people use FOMO as a weapon a lot. Oh, and because they're kind of. Um, they're hurting, so they're trying to hurt others. Ooh. Like they missed out on something, so they're trying to. I never thought about that. Yeah, I just see it happen so often, and it's like if you can be someone who it, you're okay that you did it. Like you know, a great example that's like a physical example is South by yeah. Southwest. So at South by Southwest, which it's a great event, and I and I've gone the past few years, and I love it. But it's so funny, like how many events are put on for South by that everybody has to get like like a ticket to or I mean like a an invite to oh, and then no. you're there and then you're like you're getting text messages or you're looking at Instagram why first of all but second <laughs> of all you're doing that and everybody's talking about this other party that's happening at the same time yeah. when you're at the VIP party this uh, this VVIP party <laughs> is and it is so ridiculous and I remember like two years ago I just put out a message to everybody I was like do not do the FOMO thing at South By. You're, wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. Oh, that's so sweet. But it's so true. It like is so everybody, true. and like if you go to a club, or you, I've, I've hated this since my 20s, you go to a club and there's a VIP section, and then there's a VIP section to the VIP section. <laughs> it's yeah. never enough, right? It's, it's never enough. Going back to Frasier, it's like the episode of Frasier where Niles and Frasier still basically and this is spoiler alert 24 years ago still their neighbors access to this new spa because mm-hmm. first of all they don't even know what it is they just know that there's access to it they go to the spa and then once they're there at this elite spa they realize there's another level there's a silver level mm-hmm. and then once they found their way into the silver level after like taking away some of their integrity they find there's another level. Mm. And then they try to go to this top, top, top level because they've been told, do not go through that door. Do not go through that door. No matter what, don't do it. And they make their way after they've gotten to the highest level. Mm-hmm. And they open the door and they get locked out and they're by the trash. <laughs> and that is why they were told not to go through that door. Mm-hmm. But that, that hunger yeah. for elitism, for the best, for, for more, for what, what can I see? It's like a fairy tale. <laughs> yes. And so I just, I don't, I don't feel it. Mm. 
Somebody's like, I'm at the party or I got into this deal or I got into this, uh, I'm at someone's house and I'm doing this and I'm just like, okay, so what great. Do you, what, do you, what, what do you tell people who feel it though? Well, I've experienced it before, so I know what it feels like. And um, it hasn't happened in years. Like it, has, it just doesn't control me. It's almost like drinking. Like it's a, it's a beast. It can be a beast. Mm-hmm. And if and it feeds off of it feeds off of what you give it. Mm-hmm. So I would say as much as you can be conscious of it, to try to understand why first of all, why you're jealous or why you why you're worried about what you're missing out on. Really deconstruct what you might be missing out on and if it's worth that angst that you're giving it. And then also understand, try to understand, or at least um, be critical of the other person's or the other people's agenda and even talking about it. Because if it's so great, why are they talking about it? (laughs) So that's when it's like a kind of intentional thing. This can also happen if it's not intentional and just someone's celebrating and you're upset that they're celebrating. Right. That's the most common one. And I always believe all boats rise. Mm-hmm. Like there are times when there are certain deals that happen and I find out about it. And I think people kind of send me a text or something. And they're like, hey, this group just got this money or this group just got into this great deal. And they, I think they're trying to like let me down easy. Yeah. And I return it and I'm like... For the most part, like for the most part, I, I turn back and I'm like, it's like our our work will speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much going on with what we're doing that we do not talk about. Yeah, our work will speak for itself, and I just have this um, this understanding. So I think it's about like the things I just said, but also just becoming more and more comfortable and confident in what you have to offer and what you what they're missing out on it's like so it's it's like a sort of confidence that is about um you're you're at the right place kind of like you're um you can rely on your decisions you didn't and i yeah i don't know something like that something yeah. like i decided to go here and i said i decided to do these things i decided to spend my time and energy on these things and that's that's good and yeah. it doesn't matter that somebody else i don't know did something sh- that it looks all shiny and sparkly and it yeah it's always as grass is greener on the other side and you always find out that there was some negative to it mm-hmm. that some sacrifice had to be made mm-hmm. so it's like okay you had to make a sacrifice and you had something good they had to make a sacrifice and they had something good all of this comparing is just really odd. Also, my mom used to say, and she hasn't said it in a long time, but when I was a kid, she used to say, make the right decision and then make the decision right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a little bit, like I have a little bit of her um, kind of rosy changing things to kind of conform to what you need them to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like that because no one's ever going to get it perfect. No one's ever going to have like a, a, let's see if we do a sports analogy. What's the baseball one when you bat a, you bat a thousand, right? No one's going <laughs> to... Anna's face right now is like, I don't know. I don't care to know. <laughs> um, no one's ever going to have a perfect game. The whole Oh, I can do bowling. And by the way, mm-hmm. we should talk about that. Okay. Um, bowling, you're not going to have a perfect 300, I think is what most you can have. Maybe. Um, you're not going to have that. And, and so, yeah, it's just like... 
it's just like when I say also in the book, it's about damn time. I say read between the Instagram posts. Yeah. Read, but there's so much sacrifice, and the people who are experiencing it usually are the first to say that. They're usually the first to admit, like, this is fantastic. Yes, I, I, so whatever your lane is, you know, but there's so much that led up to this moment that, um, and there's so much you have to like try to be in the abundance mindset. There's mm-hmm. so much, especially in this country, we have this, um, this country in Europe and, and other places, we have this abundance. Yeah. And we're always figuring out ways to make it seem like less for That's some reason. So true. For some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And think about the energy you're investing into um, being upset about what other people do and what you're not doing enough. And that yeah. energy that you can really actually use like for something bigger and for yourself. Like you have that emotional energy that you can put to something good you know chelsea handler the comedian Mm -hmm. producer lady um probably three four years ago probably was a while ago she put up a a video where she talked about um a friend of hers when they were coming up in the stand-up field and in la and you know it's like really competitive and this other person who she did not think was as as funny as she is, but it was her friend, mm-hmm. got a gig that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was just livid and she was so upset and it was so... Yeah. Yeah. And she said that what helped her was like feeling it, mm-hmm. allowing herself to feel jealousy. Yeah. So I can think we can, we can kind of equate it to this. We can adapt it here. It's like mm-hmm. allow yourself maybe to feel... At first, when you're learning to do this, yeah. to shake it, allow yourself to feel it personally, admit it to yourself. And she said once she did that, and then she turned it into, well, good for her. Yeah. Like, I, this makes me feel bad. I'm going to admit that as a human, yeah. but good for her because why would I want her not to get this? Yeah, and, and maybe it can give you some um, motivation when you feel that because it can, maybe it can help you to be like, where, what are things that I wanted to do and what opportunities I'm, am I not taking? And maybe there are some things that you can do and you haven't done them yet. And, and um, like, where, where's the potential you're not um, realizing yet? Yes. Yeah. And yes. you can make that a productive thing. Yes. You don't have to, like, stay at that level. It's not like, oh, somebody had something better and now... That's it for like, forever, basically. It's what now? Like, you can, you built your future. Uh oh, dropping gems. Because <laughs> it's an abundance, right? Yeah. There's so much. And we can't, we can't be crabs in a bucket. We can't just say, oh, well, they got it, so I don't get it. So now I have to fight them tooth and nail. No, yeah, or that's make, your make them, make other people feel formal, like you said in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, don't like participate and make it bigger. Make it something positive. Yeah. Or an even cooler thing is like collaborate. Yeah. Collaborate. Exactly. And that's what we try to do too. Yeah. I think as we, as we close out our time here, I would love to talk about, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I'd love to talk about my bowling alley that um, I believe you don't celebrate as much as you should as well. So This is a fictional bowling alley, first fiction- of all. So, 
but what do you know about me? I know you're like bowling. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you also know that some, when things are fictional, I also make them happen? Yes, exactly. Yes. The- so I was watching a television program yesterday, and one of the characters was taken to a, a in-home bowling alley, Tulane, that, had, that was gorgeous. And I, out, I was by myself, and literally, literally out loud, I was like, oh my God. Like, I had an epiphany of that is something I want in my house one day. That is your dream. It's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, love bowling. You know, I don't, I don't love it as much as I think people think I do. Okay. Yeah. I don't love it as much as people think uh-huh. I do. But I do love it. And I enjoy it. And I have, the, like I say, I have the bowler's body. So... I immediately start researching what it would take to have a bowling alley, two-lane. I'm not going to get like a four-lane. I'm not some sort of monster, right? But two-lane bowling alley in my own home. Mm -hmm. So first you have to get a home Mm -hmm. that we own. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. So we're going to have to work towards that. Mm -hmm. And then we have to have probably... Second step. Second step is is like... But when we're looking for a home, when we get it one day, Mm -hmm. we have to look for something that has a 40-foot by 12-foot space give or take that is can be transformed it takes hundreds of man hours or person hours it costs anywhere from 120,000 to 180,000 before tax Mm -hmm. and before any kind of huge customization which of course I'm going to have something that's Mm -hmm. interesting there so I'm going to budget about $200,000 for this bowling alley Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put it on my um you know you know, write your own headlines is what I say. Okay, Arlen Hamilton builds a bowling alley in her house. And Anna can come too. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> this is in the news. Or... Yes, here's the thing. When I told you about my bowling alley yesterday, and I said, hey, I'm going to get a bowling alley. And I said, would you play with me? What did you say? Maybe. Say a little bit louder for the people in the back. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe if there were a bowling alley, two-lane bowling alley in her home, she might come downstairs and play with me. Can you explain yourself? I just wanted to be realistic. (laughs) I didn't want to create any sort of expectations. Wow. Do you understand, like, I mean... That's incredible. So, anyone listening, especially our five fans, would you come over and bowl with me? <laughs> Maybe that's all you need. You have your five fans, and no, your it's our five fans. It's our five fans. So it's two two and a half a hangout with me. <laughs> two and a half hangout with you. Two and a half hangout with me. We'll just split like uh, um, what is it called when you have custody? Split custody. But you have a bowling alley, so I'm sure they hang out with you mostly. That may or may not be the case because you don't even want to, and you live there. You don't even want to hang out there. And you know, I, I asked my mom, and I said, what's the correct answer? And i tell you what this correct answer was. Because oh. I didn't give her any context. I just said, I didn't say Anna said this. I just said, mother, over the phone. I said, if I have a bowling alley in my own house that I have had built, what, would you come play with me? And she said, it was like, do you want to build a snowman? Okay. Mm -hmm. And she said, I would play with you every blue moon, but I would brag about you having a bowling alley in your house every damn day. 
Okay? This is the energy we're looking for. It is a big deal. Okay. okay. There are other things I brag about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm being like, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I know. It's like so cool. I, I do get it. But I, I also don't want to be the person who is like, I'm totally going to play with you all the time. It's the coolest thing. And then you build it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'll play with you. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're honest and you're decent and I appreciate you. I just wish you had a greater love. For indoor, in-home bowling. Not that there's outdoor it's, bowling. It's, very speci- outdoor? it's a specific ask, so... It's a very specific ask. Well, when we outdoor, have no idea what's going would it happen. have, like, a roof? Because I guess the bowling, the thing where you have to slide the, the balls, I yes. don't know how to say it, it would get dirty or something. And electric, and then, it's electric, so that's why they don't have oof, them outside. It's no, it's going to be indoor. It'll be in some sort of most likely... Lower ground situation, a large. Oh, in our bunker that we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be in a bu- in our bunker. I mean, if we're gonna have a bunker that we actually use, we better get a bowling alley in it. But I'm talking. That that's actually the good. That's the apocalypse. I'm talking about. I'd say, let's say I want to have it by the end of 2022. Nice. That's soon. That is soon. Whoa. Yeah. God. <laughs> you better make some money. <laughs> <laughs> I better figure this whole thing out <laughs> real fast. No, but I, I want to aim for that because I want, a, I mean, not only do you get the bowling alley, by the way, and you all should look this up. Not only do you get the bowling alley, you get like 30 balls and like <laughs> 20 pairs of shoes. Did you just giggle when I said ball? <laughs> It's just that you're excited, more excited about it's not just the alley, yeah, because the balls are so. I mean, you can just get them. It's not like why are you so excited about them? <laughs> it's amazing. I know some people. I mean, understand. you can always get okay, some bowling. If balls. you are listening this far and you know why I'm excited about, okay, if you agree with me, let us know on Twitter. If you agree with Anna that it's just okay. <laughs> Um, check yourself and also let us know on Twitter. <laughs> but it's the coolest thing. And I, I mean, we're not talking about someone like Anna. You're not like someone who thumbs their nose down at games. Like you play video games all yeah. the time. Yeah. And what if I had said, I'm going to create a, an arcade on the bottom level that has all these games at different consoles. And it's just like all these cool things there. Sure. You would be into that? I guess. It depends. What would you be? What would that basement have to be for you to be like? Oh my goodness, I live here. I'm not sure, honestly. What about a giant studio? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay, so all of these spaces, I think they would live. For me, they definitely would live. And I'm an introvert, so it's weird that I say that. But it's for me, they would live from people being there and actually sharing that space with people because what it was the use of me being in a gigantic space with a lot of video games okay listen here yeah maybe i didn't make myself clear this is what i'm understanding yes when i have the bowling alley people will be there all the time (laughs) okay we're always going to have friends and family over okay at the at the bowling alley and also some friends from the podcast who are cool (laughs) who get it who told it won't, no, tweet the floating rib at us. Yeah, who tweet the floating rib at us. Thank you very much. <laughs> the last episode. We'll have a new word in a second yeah. here. Yes, I, 
I think, I mean, it would be no fun. It would be very much so, uh, there, uh, 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 what is it called? There will be blood. It would be, I'm not going to say why, but it would be like that if I just was by myself, right? With the bowling alley. But I'm going to have the bowling alley for friends who've been around. Yeah. And for family, of course. And I have nieces and nephews, and you have nieces and nephews. So your nieces and nephews can come over and bowl anytime they'd like. Okay. Your family is allowed over. Oh, okay, cool. At any point to bowl. Okay. And when they get there, you say, why am I so excited that there's going to be 30 balls in all these shoes? (laughs) People come over, and they get to select from the shoe wall, (laughs) or the ball wall, if you will. Yeah. That is like your joy. I'm I'm elated. The our assortment of shoes and balls, bowling yes. variety, yes. absolutely. There's no question. Yeah, I am stoked about this. We don't have a house to put this in yet, <laughs> but yeah. I am stoked about it. This will make me go and get a house. Okay. This is worth getting a house. Okay. How about this? You get a bowling alley, and I get a pool table. Oh, see, a pool table is much more manageable as well. Yes. And it costs a tenth. Yeah. Or a twentieth of this. <laughs> you like a pool table? I guess, maybe. Oh, we can have that. Yeah. Everybody, sh- I mean, our place is going to be the bomb. I think I like pool because you can practice it alone so you don't embarrass yourself. So <laughs> That's with I mean, bowling. You can bowling too. I can bowl too, but you know, I'm always hurting my arms. So same. <laughs> I'll probably get this bowling alley that costs two hundred thousand dollars, and then my arms will be in a sling. <laughs> exactly. Every four but weeks. But I will find the joy. <laughs> you say every four weeks. I will find the joy, and also that area where you get to sit down and watch other people bowl. <laughs> okay. Because I don't love bowling do like, that we're much. We're gonna twitch, <laughs> twitch our matches. Yes. Would you all watch us twitch? Our matches. Okay, that sounds crazy for someone from 20 years ago. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay, we're going to wrap up. We're going to have a new code word. I'm just going to move to the next uh, coaster that we have from our General Hospital collection. And we're going to call it Charlie's Pub is the new code. If you've listened this far, (laughs) and especially if you have an opinion about our bowling situation, Charlie's Pub like the person's name, Charlie, and Pub. That is from Port Charles, from General Hospital. Again, they're not paying us to talk about them. I just adore them, and Anna does too. Um, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say to the people? Before, or anything you want to tell them about the bowling situation? so that Because most people are going to agree with me, Anna. Yeah. Um, um, you, I mean, just be, be honest in your answers. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Don't try to placate me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I too want honest answers. Yes. I very much want honest answers. Thank you so much. This is always such a lovely time. Um, and we're going to talk another 10 hours today. So we'll do yes. that too, but we won't record that. Thanks for doing this with me. And we hope everybody enjoys their, their time this weekend and beyond. Yeah. Bye. Bye.